What is even up? It's your boy Crabman here with my boy Eckenstein. Welcome to the Hypnotic. Hoot out. <laughs> How are we all doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Mm. Indeed. It's one of those days. <laughs> the good days. Yeah, but also the slow, tired one. Yeah. So that's, that's mostly the burgers you just made, so... Oh, that's possible. Tiring part. I guess what? I'll start with the good news. Sure. So, little update on last episode. My... Uh, Problematicus Flatmaticus <laughs> is hopefully, as our fingers knock on wood, um, moving out as of today, tomorrow, the day after, and Monday even. She needs some time, but then she might be gone forever. <laughs> Which would be amazing such a great new life i'm looking forward to it <laughs> right. yeah wait let me see it kind of looks like we're a bit quiet uh so just quickly gonna double check that this is check it check it double okay now that looks quiet i'm just gonna yeah maybe wait. we're just quieter today you know just not the energy to that's um wait actually i shall not wait i will continue with talking at least i mean do that yeah i am oh and now i'm i'm even a bit loud maybe maybe it was too much well i guess now we can enough? put this down a little bit and this looks about Fine. I mean, this is just the compressor, so it's fine if that goes to some heights. That's the idea. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's because when I have meetings and stuff, I am much closer to the mic than we can be here. Hmm. So, and we could be, but then you'd see the mic, and it'd be like, yeah. well, not, uh, not as pretty as our setup is right now. I mean, <laughs> can't mess up the vibe we've got going. <laughs> Uh, here in this, this beautiful white wall behind us. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Um, but this should be should be about fine. Um, was there something I was going to say? Probably. Uh, such a sayer of things. Mm -hmm. No, you were going to say something. I did say something. And were you done? Did you listen? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, oh, sure, I guess it's not much that really happened. I mean, she she's moving out. Mm. I peeked in her room; looks pretty empty. Um, she's got the weekend now. That's why I'm staying here, give her time, space, and more importantly, to give myself some <laughs> peace of mind. It's so weird. I mean, she said that she'll be there from morning till evening every day, mm -hmm. but you can't say exactly when. So I was like waking up at 10 a.m. 
already so oh my god is the door open or not she might be here any moment and trying okay let's let's relax she's not she's not gonna stop that early she's not gonna do that and do my my yoga thing in the morning some meditation which did not work quite as well as it usually does and um yeah made myself a coffee because i thought like that's the first thing that that's the one thing i need to do today <laughs> i need this coffee mm-hmm. and i managed to relax myself enough to take a shower then immediately afterward um eat some breakfast mm-hmm. yeah and then i was already such a mess that i decided to come here <laughs> yeah, every every minute there was like Building up my stress level slowly, slowly. Just this uncertainty. I'm not. I'm really not good with uncertainty. Mm. Probably it would be easier if she was there instead of I just knew like vaguely that she'd be coming at some point. But all that will end. Hopefully. Maybe hopefully. Knock on wood again. On Monday or Tuesday. That's enough time. She should be. She should be able to to do that. And yeah, that's that's the thing I, I was saying. Said. Hmm. Well, me I'm probably also tired because I worked a lot over the last week. Uh, I thought we didn't do that anymore. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, sometimes that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> um, what actually? How long did I just start doing that job last last week? Or I have no concept of time anymore. Like every day feels like a whole week. Yeah, I think it was only a week. I mean, you, you did mention that you might be starting last week, right? In in the hootout. Mm, maybe it was two weeks then. And the week before, you also mentioned something. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was not that uh, that long a time, but um, yeah, it was. So it was just for an application, basically, putting together the treatment and all the stuff that our. Middle German media funding <laughs> requires, um, and that was actually pretty neat. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I wrote half a book uh, over the last week. It's probably twenty-five words that I wrote, like in total, you know, including concepting and everything. Twenty-five uh, words, a uh, thousand. <laughs> okay. One word a day. I'm completely wasted. So much 25 work. words is enough. <laughs> they should get the gist of it. <laughs> um, and it was a really uh, interesting experience um, because I feel like I've been studying if you will writing and storytelling and structure and craft and all of that stuff for a very long time and this was uh, like a thing where 
I could like really see that it it kind of clicked at some point over the last few months. I think there was a moment, maybe when I reached my 10,000 hours. Uh, <laughs> I suddenly, think it was Ted Lasso, but yeah, maybe it was the 10,000 hours. Too. It helped. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, this, this, type of, uh, this type of writing, and especially, you know, on every layer that there is to a story and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I was always pretty good at plot and the rest was kind of... Uh, I was also pretty good at texture, but the whole character thing is something that I've you know, been... Kind of trying to figure out how to do and it was nice to see that because you know obviously when you apply for um funds to develop the script uh, there's the whole character stuff is the thing that this is like uh you know built on mm. you have to show your your foundation so that they say yeah okay we're gonna let you develop this and so it was also like belief that you are able to yeah well basically yeah you 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 show that you have something you show that you can do that that there's uh uh and i feel like this was like a neat way to i guess also sort of prove to myself that i can actually do this really well and i'm actually really good at it and and yeah it's sort of sort of you know like at some point you kind of start to see the matrix (laughs) (laughs) and it's uh that's really is that what's what's been happening like why we can't enjoy movies anymore (laughs) because you just see like zeros and ones (laughs) going down this is pretty much that (laughs) (laughs) and that's pretty cool yeah i was thinking it's sort of uh a It feels like I have achieved enlightenment. Yes, also, because <laughs> I think that's also important to be able to do these things, the personal development. Oh, yeah, for sure. that is. Because I think it's necessary to like really understand your own emotions and how you react to things and why. Because I think that can stand in the way a lot if you yeah, get kind of sidetracked by feelings and stuff and then figure figuring out why this does not feel right i think there's a lot of you have to really yeah you have to know yourself to some degree to figure out uh why you feel a certain way and then figure out how to kind of massage that in the direction that you want it so that it creates the right feeling and all that sort of stuff yeah, it's, it's it's a kind of awareness certainly mm. that gives you like more of of a grasp of how people work if you understand yourself. It's, yeah, makes sense. And yeah, and that in that way, I feel like I'm arrived at a point that I've worked uh, to like pretty long. It was mm. on the one hand, yes, the personal development. Where I'm very very happy where I arrived, and uh, also the creative. The storytelling stuff is also something that's very 
I mean, I've been trying to still tell stories ever since I knew there were stories. So it's kind of, and I long felt, you know, that there was something that I'm just not good at, which is why hmm. I'm always like not writing. You know, that thing where my ambition is not matched by my skill, that thing. You know? That phase, yeah. And I know that phase. <laughs> and I feel like the skill has now caught up. So in a way, I mean, obviously, uh, there's always more, right? You can always learn more. You can always improve more. Hmm. But uh, in terms of what I what I perceive for myself as success, you know, when I don't, when I try not to look at that as a only if there is no more things that are to be done, have I succeeded? Which I think is sort of an unhealthy. <laughs> uh, Thing because you can never arrive at an ideal like that. Uh, but in those terms and what I wanted to achieve or what I needed to achieve, mm. I have now done it. I have now arrived um, complete. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't have to improve and change and everything, but I want to. That's, the, that's where the success basically lies at a point where you don't need to anymore. It sounds <laughs> awfully optimistic, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure you'll, you'll eventually find some aspect where you do have to still uh, more than just, you know, want to improve. I mean, I feel like I'm always going to want to. Yeah, that's, but I'm, that's for sure. But like, I'm happy with myself, basically. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's even... I'm I'm a little bit impressed actually, by myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I can't stand that. Stop it. That's <laughs> just neat that I can sit down you know, and look at something that someone is telling me, and let's say, okay, I'm just gonna take all that, and here's how it works, hmm. and then just do that, and then just add on it, and suddenly we have this super complex thing, um, you know. Even that I can write uh, like a 20-page application in two days mm. is kind of, damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. Now, just in terms of, uh, I mean, there's always, yeah, there's always going to be things where I, where, where I want to do better. And um, surely there's also days where I'm going to be uh, down in the dumps again, thinking nothing's ever going to work and I'm not good enough for anything. <laughs> I suppose that's just part of the ebb and flow of uh, yeah but just in yeah now I just I don't know I remember you know with like 10 11 how I wanted so desperately to write and I didn't know how to do it mm. um, and also I think around the same time was also something where I I don't know we got a video camera and I saw myself you know, on the recordings, and I was so embarrassed by the way I talked. Oh yeah, and that was also a moment where I remember saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change. If I'm, if I don't like the way I act, uh, then I'm just gonna change it." And it's like now, 25 years later, <laughs> I did it. I've done these things. I am now at a point where I can be, without reservation, just be psyched with myself. So I. I think it's important to acknowledge that there are two ways you could change. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you're not happy with the way you talk, you could either like completely change the way you talk or you could learn to be happy with the way you talk, you know? Sure. And yeah. Because for me, I think it's not that bad. I wasn't that bad as a kid. Yeah. I think I need to work more on like accepting myself than actually like changing myself. Maybe I should like accept and then I can change. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even tell if I'm like if you're being too full of yourself right now, or I'm just too uncomfortable. I'm just way too uncomfortable. With it's probably that one. That's one hundred percent. That's part of it, at least. <laughs> that's at least fifty percent. Uh, with yeah, with just people who are happy with themselves mm. because I'm yeah it feels wrong to be happy with yourself it feels like that's not something you do you know what I mean you know what I mean I I I know these feelings I know that you feel that way you <laughs> <laughs> just said it so no surprise there <laughs> um but yeah no I don't know I'm really it's uh yeah, somehow that that snapped it into focus uh, for me. That I'm actually sort of. Um, I guess I'm trying to. This in my head. It's also like, but wait, are you trying to say that everything's perfect now, and therefore nothing ever needs to be done or changed again? It's not quite that. It's more. Everything from here is bonus. Basically, I'm already in the end game You're of the bonus stage. <laughs> yes, that's all I was thinking about earlier. That kind of I feel like I I managed. You know, I have a lot of uh, a lot of anxieties around mortality and the passing of time and all that shit. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I managed to arrive at this point of serenity, like in half the time that it usually takes people, hmm. because I feel like I'm. This is sort of an attitude that I just usually hear from seniors and stuff, you know, when they're hmm. done with the grind and they're just kind of saying, you know what, that was all bullshit. I'm just going to enjoy myself now. And so, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I get, you know, I mean, I managed to do it in 30 years instead of 60. So, yeah, maybe the be- it's a benefit of not working that much, like to be free to do that. Mm. Well, like most people, they work and then in, the, in their senior we, uh, age, they stop and then can kind of reflect more. I don't know, I'm just... I mean, the good part is that we do for work what we like to do and we are figuring out how to not ruin that for ourselves mm. <laughs> with undue stress and expectations. Yeah. Because also the last week didn't feel like work. I enjoyed all of that immensely. I wouldn't want to do it every day, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. But... That's yeah. good. Now for me, last week wasn't... I don't think it, it worked at all. Nice. And didn't do anything. But at the same time, I, I, I didn't like stress out about it. I just knew that like with my flatmate, that the stress is like... Is kind of my main problem right now. I should tackle and just you know deal with or yeah. cope with. I mean, it's not much to deal with. It's just like you know accepting the feeling and seeing what I can do about it. And 
instead of like trying to force myself to do work and stuff. Um, I guess it worked. I mean, I, I didn't stress out. I could like stand the days I wasn't here. <laughs> um, yeah. I do feel like we are we are on a good track now. And who would have thought that like just five years ago? <laughs> and we are stressing out so hard. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because all these years they were pretty fun in general. Like, of course, the stress in wasn't parts, fun, but in was, parts, I'd say it was still pretty good if we had just chilled out. And yeah, we are so much in our own way and each other's way <laughs> at the same time. But yeah, that's. So that's pretty neat. And I have a good feeling. I mean, at the very least, I, mean, I know the MDM is a little bit strange of a... Institution? Way it works. Institution. I think yeah. you've, you've got... Actually, I think... I mean, I've read your stuff. And I think you've got good chances. I mean, I have no idea. I just talked to the people there. And... I think they they put a lot of value into what you you have done there, like all this background and characters. Um, I think that's I think they 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 know either they know a lot about it or they pretend to do that. <laughs> either way, I think they'll be uh, impressed, and yeah, I think that's gonna be. Kind of, you, you got a good chance there. So I said like 50-50 chance. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you I mean the you, weird part is that you are basically competing against like a whole slew of other movies and stuff, yeah. Yeah. One game category and a bunch for movies. Yeah. And then they have to figure out who who has the most yeah. promising thing. And there's just one person. And who knows who that person is right now? <laughs> Who's gonna read it? And I guess they have someone. Yeah, must have some feedback and stuff. I guess we could. Could have been you. Could have. Yeah, could have been me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would have changed a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, you, that would have been way easier for you. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's solid. But uh, still, yeah, you, you have to convince the person who then has to take your stuff and convince all the other people there. Yeah, it's like so a jury and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it's really hard to to kind of calculate. Yeah, but uh, but I think we have a solid chance. Yeah. Yeah. I do think the the I don't even know what to call it, but the the inner the inner workings, the craft of it is solid. I Foundation. Think. Yeah. And uh, even if I think that's one of those things that like, you don't necessarily have to grasp. All those stuff, it just feels good when you mm. read it, type of thing. And I think it does that. And of course, it has all the nice, juicy, political, emotional, yeah. traumatic stuff that I'm sure they're gonna love. Yeah, it's very, it's very <laughs> current. And like dealing with the history. Yes, of course, got some, all of it. <laughs> yeah, some GDR stuff, a bit of, yeah, political trauma. So. Yeah. 
should be. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be optimistic about that thing. Yeah. And really, it did already give you like this knowledge, your enlightenment, the mm. realization that you're already there. That the, the 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 treasure you were looking for is in the box you set on all along, or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> some some Buddhist Quran, Quran stuff. Quran is Buddhist. But mm. Anyway, do the Buddhists have a Bible? No, they have, uh, but they have scripture. Mm. But that's also like, of course, after Buddha and Buddha himself said like oh you don't need anything don't uh please don't cherish me like a god and stuff it's all you and then they were oh that's really nice let's write it down and cherish him like a god <laughs> and yeah so they have like a lots of they have like they, his teachings were passed down apparently mm -hmm. by thing and then someone wrote it down and then of course more was added later on and then when they built the whole monastery culture They also started to look for ways to kind of gauge how far you are, uh -huh. and different sects do differently. But basically, they have these these uh, trick questions, the koans, uh, which you which is like a story, and then you have to come to the answer, and only when you found that you you get into the next level. So yeah, of course, humans build like. A hierarchical <laughs> structure <laughs> over that to uh, dominate each other and yeah neglect this yeah it's it's very good i think like buddhism is like the perfect example for like how <laughs> humans are unable to just take a wise man's words and leave it at that and <laughs> they they have to build something around it and i don't know monetize it or whatever no it's weird Really weird, but I do I do like the the questions. They're really really neat. Mm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's been the week. What else is going on? Oh, now they ask it. Mm. What does the list say? There's so much going on that uh, this week I, I just sat down and I. I It's not even the biggest stuff, but the stuff I read like over and over again uh -huh. that uh, we we haven't really mentioned anything. We haven't been political in a while, <laughs> just yeah. really concerned about ourselves. Um, so have you heard what's going on in Palestine? Yes. That's a whole thing here. I mean, I think we can, we don't need to delve into the whole no. I Stuff think the people who watch us there also know. <laughs> you have pre <laughs> at least as good as we do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, free Palestine, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Myanmar is still going on, I think. Uh -huh. They still have a military dictatorship, mm. as far as I know. haven't re read anything about that anymore. I think they just... I don't, I don't know. I think they, they still do their demonstrations and the military is probably still shooting people and it's like it's, it's crazy how I don't know how lucky we are here I don't know if we if you can even say that I mean we don't get shot on the street but I mean we don't yeah I mean we are on the street you certainly aren't 
But yeah, I mean the Palestine thing put like all the all the anti-Semites on the street again. Uh, have you heard like what's going on in Germany there? There's there's like people shouting, I don't know, kill all the Jews on the streets again and demonstrations and because yeah, I don't know what's so hard about like Jewish faith and Israel. I mean, it's two different things, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be, right? I think Zionism is the thing where it's not, right? Yeah. That's uh, Zionists. That's the, the people who... Is this? Who believe in the state as the homeland type of thing, like a birthright yeah, I think so. situation. And that it is the, the source of the faith or something like that. I don't know. Maybe not the source, but not it's like this, the cultural not. center of it, right? Jerusalem mm. and stuff. Yeah. So the state around it is also it's it's a weird link between just the heritage, yeah. a religion, and uh, what is by now a very white supremacist apartheid state yeah. and colonial force and war criminals. And that's yeah, it's so unfortunate. I mean, they're all everybody keeps stating how complicated things it's really are. not that complicated. <laughs> I guess it's, it's um, it, I think it's complex maybe because there's a lot going on. Yeah. But like the, the, the center question is really simple. Yeah. Like there's like a huge, basically prison colony of people yeah. because of their faith and if, I don't know, if, if Israel gets their say, they're just going to kill all of them and take their land. So I guess two states solution would be the answer. So I don't know what's so complicated about that. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the geopolitical stuff, I think, is super complicated because it's so poisoned by colonialism. Like, I, I don't think that it's actually... That's a part that I don't know enough about to really say much. I can just say that my impression of this whole discussion is, is Israel a valid state? It's just so tainted by everything, by anti-Semitism, by mm. anti-Islamist, uh, yeah. all kinds of things. But really, it's a... It, yeah, it is complicated, I think, because sure, there is reparations to be made, but in in an attempt to kind of solve this problem quickly, another big wrong was done and more colonization. And I feel like that's just, yeah, poison to the foundation. So I don't know what the solution is and I don't know enough about it to even like, yeah, say much as this, but uh, that's certainly a mess. Friends of mine, they went there to visit and see it for themselves because they wanted to have like first-hand mm. uh, grasp on on what's going on, and they were also like, "This isn't this isn't hard to decide." There's one side who's like living normally, and then there's one side who's living in slums, and they don't have the rights the other people have, and it's just because of their faith. So, kind of. Ethnicity. Or ethnicity, yeah. I mean, it's 2021. I think we 
We should be over that. Have we got that? I mean, I guess, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. Hey, Vendesil. Hey, <laughs> We're talking about, uh, about <laughs> Palestine and Israel. And yeah, what I found most striking this time around is how obvious it becomes that like how right-wingers only support like Jewish people <laughs> when it's against, uh, let's say, right-wingers only support one minority if they can use that minority to fight another one. That's why now it's, it's like everybody who, who says something um, poor Palestine is is like uh, called an anti-Semite from right wingers who are anti-Semites. <laughs> it's just like they 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 see their chance to be to be uh, throwing the words out that yeah. they get to hear all the time. <laughs> I don't know. That's something I find super interesting, by the way. How? Because I mean, that's I think that's how the corruption of so much language works um, and what you were saying with the Buddhism and stuff mm. that someone comes who like is absolutely like the opposite you know it's like how white people love to talk about Martin Luther King and how he said you should be nice to me there's <laughs> <laughs> um, this co-option like they know that this language has power but they don't but they think it seems to me they think it's just words like, like it's magic words that they can just say you're a racist and it immediately mm. means that they win the argument. They don't understand what it means that they're, you know what I mean? They're being told a certain thing and they know, yeah. ah, this is powerful. And then mm -hmm. you think the word itself is what has the power, not the right. idea behind it. So they run around like, like saying, oh, look at you, you're a racist and you're an anti-Semite without... Because they think that that's that without, shuts down the argument without the context. Yeah, the people who tell them they are are also just saying it mm. like as a trump card, and it doesn't mean anything. That's like yeah, yeah, I, I see that. It, it's like the like people being so upset that uh, like people called uh, the refugee camps concentration camps in the U.S. Was yeah, you can't use that word because it's. Like the the definition is this and that, and yeah, they're they're really kind of protective of that. I mean, that's <laughs> that's how. I mean, it, it, I think it's especially the right, right? Yeah. How they they I mean, they like usually. like they're targeting words that they 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 want. They take it like woke, for example. I mean, nobody uses the word woke anymore mm. seriously. No. It's just used as an insult, or. It's used sarcastically. But there were a couple of words like that. Um, cancel culture. Cancel culture. That's the big one, right? Uh, that was. It was basically flipped around. It, yeah. It kind of means something different now. And yeah, now cancel culture is just a very mild call for accountability. <laughs> wow. so I thought it was just generally criticizing white people is cancel culture. Yeah, and they did the same thing there because, I mean, cancel culture is Gamergate, right? That's the harassment mobs that actually shut up and silence people. It's not J.K. Rowling who then runs to her billion people platform uh, and tells everyone about how she's being silenced. Uh, Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> 
So they, they take these things, they know they're bad, and they're trying to be like, ah, see, you're doing them. Just because I use the word that makes it magically so. Checkmate. I use the power word. Yeah. <laughs> they're so concentrated like on the, you know, on the, the detailed mechanics of stuff that they, they willfully ignore the context in which it's said just to get there, say, just to be right for once and to show them all that you were right all along and they are the real racists <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah ah oh. uh, yeah it's a terrible situation mm. and it is there, that is also the part that annoys me so much like how they're just playing both sides they support the the fascist power structures of course, uh, using that to, you know, whether against, nope, what's the word? Rail against brown people and then at the same time going back to also railing on Jewish people because, you know, they have basically, they can put it at both but never at the structure that they actually support. So it's mm -hmm. always in support of that structure, that supremacist uh, fascist system. They're always pretending to be for a cause. And that's, yeah, it's, it's pathetic and gross. That's gross. You know, something else that's gross. <laughs> um, I think this week the German, uh, German, whoever decides about that stuff, some, some kind of judge, uh, ruled against an updating of the transsexual <sighs> legislature. It was parliament. Ah, parliament, yeah. Mm. Like, and like almost unanimously against, like 400 voices against and only 104. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. That's the, that's that's the uh, self determination. Uh, the wrong. big coalition thing, because it's CDU, it's SPD, it's AfD, of course. AFD, and somewhere else. The uh, Green Party? Is the Green Party in there? No, the Green Party was four. I think they drafted the... Oh, but they are in the coalition, I mean. Oh. That that was the 100, uh, 100 people who voted. I think it was 50 from them and 50 from the left. Ah, the left is in there too. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, but uh, the FDP, they, they withheld their... Yeah, of course, because that doesn't, doesn't affect anything with money. So, they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and the rest... But, like unanimously like there were like 300 on cdu 200 on spd spd and i think one person just one guy exactly yeah zero from the others one or two here and zero from the others again it's like how yeah. how is it how like the thing i mean the us also pisses me off because they are like continuously like by a by small margin choosing worse okay. but at least they're doing it by a small margin that here there's not even it's not like about half half and the wrong side is winning by mm. a little it's like they're winning in a landslide there's like not even there's not even a discussion to be had and about something so like it's not even like one of the big yeah do you, things do you it's know, not abortion or anything it's do you just, know what, what exactly what it was about uh, I'm not the details or anything I just mm. know it's the self-determination thing that basically you don't have to go through all the 
the psychologists and if all you, the if consultations. To, if you want to change your gender right now in Germany, you need to consult, I think, two people, two specialists. Mm -hmm. And then they will ask you whatever they would ask you to really determine if you are genuine about changing your gender. And then um, you, yeah, you must prove to these two that for at least three years you wanted to change your gender before uh, they approve. And then you have to go to a judge who will like look over the the experts, the two experts, experts, uh, quotation marks, of course, um, that their judgment was right and you are in fact allowed to change your gender and interestingly that is even even the eu is farther than we are right now the eu wow. says that it should be as transparent as, as transparent and as easy as possible to change your gender and i mean it doesn't affect anything it's just like you know you change your name you get a new passport i mean If you get a new passport, if you lost it, it's 70 euros. So what are we talking here about? Yeah. Who's who's hurt by changing and updating that so it's easier? Nobody. Uh, except, of course, I don't know, and the religious right. And that's, that's what's so weird. It's like the most milk-a-toast, obviously good thing that you could do. And mm -hmm. still, it's like 80% against. And that's... That is that is just devastating yeah. and sad and just so hopeless it feels. <laughs> well, it's not hopeless because this year we get to vote and so there's still like a shimmer of hope that this time I mean the CDU is doing worse and worse. SPD is a shell of a of what it was supposed to be I don't know I hate to see SPD that's something else and then uh, the Green Party I don't know I, I don't like the Green Party nope. either anymore but maybe they, I think they are like at least on issues like that they are way way ahead to the other yeah, I was um, actually talking to my sister about that that maybe this year is a good year for strategic voting for the Green Party usually I don't mm, uh, yeah. I want left But uh, since the others are faltering and the left is just not anywhere near that they can... Very unfortunately. But true. I mean, the green would be a step up from this move to the right. Hmm. Uh, because that's that's kind of what I expect, that people either don't change what they have voted for for years. Hmm. Um, I mean, the CDU has dominated like for decades. There was like a brief stint where the SPD was for like... Hmm two terms or something with Schroeder? Hmm. Or did he also have four? No, no, he, he had a while. Okay, maybe he was a while. But before that, it was also just 16 years of COVID. And, yeah. Uh, so I feel like the CDU is always going to be our party because everybody just is convinced that they're somehow good for them. I'm not sure it's how they're so, doing this. Yeah, I don't... This is so impossible. You really need to live under a rock to believe that. I mean, even, even Cole with his, like... <sighs> Even Cole had like so. In the end, he had so many uh, like like uh, what what is that like um, scandals, mm -hmm. and he he was he he got money um, from anonymous um, donors mm -hmm. illegally, and he was uh, before the judge he 
he is just like I'm not gonna talk about it. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Though you know, he yeah, he decided that his donors are more worth worse than um, first one was correct. <laughs> worth, yeah, yeah, right. But they are also worse. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Uh, then then yeah, our our law, German law. So like yeah, money money is more important than law. Mm. But okay, let's let's continue with the CEO. And I don't know. I have I still have hope. I mean, it's, it's this is a really dark um, and callous thing to say, but I still have Callous. some hope. Callous, yeah. Mm. That that I don't know. Corona has I don't know taken some of the. The old people who still vote for CDU and, and just watch, I don't know, Lindenstraße or whatever, and that's I'm, all the. I'm afraid it's not just old people. It can't be just old people, but yeah, you can hope. It's most people, that's the problem. Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> but, I, don't I mean, know the how. corona is maybe the thing where it shakes up things because obviously, you know, uh, people are so upset about having to stay inside for a little while um, that maybe. Something changes, but I'm afraid that it's just gonna all go to the after. They, they're gonna, they're <laughs> gonna turn it to them uh, before the before the voting starts. I'm afraid. Mm. So when it says, um, in the end, it comes down to money, the medical cost cost posts operation are not small, and this will be supported by the public health care. Ah, okay. I'm not sure if this was ah so okay so you limit you make it as hard as possible for people to transition so they won't because then people would pay money but even even if it's about the money I mean we don't have that many people who want to to transition that this is really a factor that will change any bottom line at all right and I mean. Even it's like, it, it certainly feels make, like make it easier and all the kids do it or what <laughs> is that that's the fear right that that this becomes a trend like because the youth is so malleable that they'll they change their gender just for the lols or whatever <laughs> I don't know and that's also the dumb narrative uh, they're already spinning because yes of course as, as it becomes more available and accessible yes more people are going to transition than when it was impossible for them to do so yeah. people are like see this is what we want you about now everyone's <laughs> <Yeah>. gonna be <laughs> god and the, the suicide rates will lower and then that's also something the health system has to pay for <laughs> Because they get older and then they will get ill, and uh, I don't know. But yeah, I'm not even sure if that with the public health care is really such a. Because I mean, there's money to be made in those uh, in that medical field as well. I mean, public health care is funded by mm-hmm. taxes, isn't it? And those taxes would then go to medical institutions and stuff. So I feel like there is an argument to be made that there is money to be made from allowing this. So one, one could be cynical about it. And mm. I think it's more about the oppression. And I think the oppression is really important. Yeah. So when it says uh, it's your opinion, the people with the Excel sheets think differently. And I think that's a misconception. I don't think the people with the Excel sheets are behind that. I think this is just the reason, like this is just the reason to halt this change because it just doesn't feel right for the people who are in 
it's just yeah I mean, it's in a way like it's the change thing as with change is weird and dangerous so let's let's, let's just keep it at that i don't want to change my gender so why would we change anything there that's that's how i think it is i don't think i'm pretty sure that the bottom line this will not affect the medical uh, the public health care and i'm if anything, it would affect it positively. If, I feel if, like this is like oh, yeah. with migrants, right, which are always a net positive. So if you're looking at the money, yeah. immigration is a good thing. It's an ideological thing why immigrants are being demonized. And I think yeah. that's, that's it. I mean, supremacy also always needs to be supreme above someone. And I think that's what this is really about, like having a group to abuse and subdue and exert control. And through that hatred, also rile up people to vote for them. And yeah, because a lot of this conservative stuff just thrives on change is scary, mm. help us prevent it, and so they get people in, right? I think it, 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 that's right, it comes down to that in the end, but I don't think that the people who are, um, um, who are believing that, who, who are like, um, going. I like preventing. I don't think that 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 there is someone who who's like consciously thinking about like oh, I I need to suppress some people to be happy. I think that this is it comes down to that um, mechanic to that logic. But I think the reason behind it is that these people just feel so unhappy and inadequate or whatever they feel. I don't actually I don't care, and thus. They project it on others, and then they they need to, I don't know, limit their freedoms, or I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's it's just a. I think it's a calculation as well. It's just a the personal shortcoming of I'm unhappy, so I want other people to be unhappy. I think it is about power and maintaining power. But do you think there there are like people in the CDU and SPD mm-hmm. who who are like, well, let's vote against that because if we give them the right, then I'll they are not suppressed enough or i think i think that is a consideration yes because if you well i mean people who are oppressed have less power to influence uh they have less time energy and everything Mm. to influence so they can't have too much progressive stuff because then the world would change and they would become less relevant. They want things to stay as they are, right? Uh, or to gain more power that's true. That's in true. that regard. So there can't be too much change. And at the same time, and that's also, I think, about the maintenance of power. If they vote for something, they know that their base that is built on that hatred um, would be against and they would lose their votes because suddenly they vote for something that, yeah, that that I can I can see I, I it's hard for me to to be so I don't know um, to believe that people are really I don't know calculating that oh if we suppress the the transgenders and the queer people then they don't have any time to really affect policy because they all they just have to be depressed and suicidal and thus we can maintain our control I don't. I, this is like that that rings my uh, conspiracy <laughs> uh, bells. Like where I think like this is too 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 evil to be really what's happening, but that doesn't change that that's what's happening, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to 
this this credit that this is actually what's going on. I just feel like nobody can consciously do that because I mean it's their job to do <sighs> that. I mean, it's their job to think about politics humans. and think about their own power. And so even the dumbest person would have like some degree of insight into how that works and would like use it for their advantage, right? I mean, sure, if we sit here, we wouldn't. That wouldn't be the first thing that comes up. But uh, yeah, I guess yeah, I guess you you are like ah these these youth with their progressive topics we can't let them gain any ground because then it'll just uh, strengthen their yeah. position like if we allow people to make it easy then there are more than transgender people that can um, um, transition and then this will become more accepted and then they can become politicians and then they can enact change and this is all like uh, let's let's keep a lid on it yeah i guess that's that i can i can see i mean in that sense i don't disagree with what you're saying Vendazel, because money is power and i think in this case it's just more on the not all oh, the healthcare is gonna cost more but just what is it gonna cost us in the long run if we lose the power and standing and the control and I mean that power is their way to make money mm, I guess. it doesn't have to be I, because the, just the spending on the healthcare itself I mean I feel like that could be like an excuse they make but I think there's an actual um, potential for more money in that specific area but if you lose the power by empowering people who don't want to give you the mm. power and the means to earn money then you lose it in all that other and I feel like that's uh, more. I guess yeah, bigger concern there. SPD and, and CEO and AFI, of course, they don't have anything to gain to to give these rights out, nope. and they just have to lose, like giving these people more room. Yeah, they don't they don't need more people. Mm -hmm. They just need to keep the ones there. But Windsor wants to specify a bit, as long as somebody finds a valid in quotation marks reason that a change is bad, they will use it. And sadly, money is one of the strongest arguments the people listen to, even if the calculation is objectively wrong. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's For sort of sure. what I was responding to with the, oh, okay. yes, it's about money, but I don't think it's about the money that this specific procedure costs, mm. Mm. about the money that allowing such things might cost. <laughs> That's their motivation, but then their argument is maybe it is the healthcare system money. But uh, yeah, if you re really calculate that, I think that would also be a net positive or net negative. What's better? <laughs> the good one. <laughs> what else? Yeah, that's, that's the world news. Mm, so okay. Now, now we go to gaming news. Gaming news? I mean, What's we doing gaming? <laughs> so have you heard there's, there's this company called Apple? What? And they, they have some beef with Epic or vice versa. I think Epic has beef with... Some Epic Apple. beef? Yeah, some Epic, some epic beef with Apple <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, I guess you must have read something about that, right? Uh, but it's yeah. everywhere. Here and there, yes. Yeah. So what's up with them? So this beef is some month old. <laughs> okay, let's skip that one. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's an antitrust um, thingy against Steam by uh -huh. um, 
Wolfire Games, or at mm. least uh, the the guy behind that, who's also that too, yeah. now um, who also f made Humble Bundle, hum Humble, mm -hmm. not only a bundle but Humble, and yeah, they they basically say that Steam is a monopoly and they want yeah I don't know what they actually want. I've read some stuff about that, but well, it's all like. Yeah. From what I understand, it's about uh, Steam taking such a huge cut. But uh, if you want to um, sell the game at a lower price, then uh, basically, you are if you want to have the same revenues uh, across different stores, uh, you would have on Steam. You have to would would have to make it more expensive to cover basically their cut. But you're not allowed to give uh, the customer a disadvantage or some stuff. So, yeah. um, so I think that's the. But I also heard some some sketchy stuff about, which I don't like. There was just store, right? So, um, like that, there was some questions about if the removal or whatever he uses as a, if that is actually happened, if that's something that would just happen. Mm. There, there was some questions, but I don't obviously know if that's now the zealots who just love Steam and. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ready, huh? I mean, it's together with the the humble humble bundle sliders. Uh -huh. So they they changed some stuff there. So before you could like uh, decide how much goes to charity and even say like nothing goes oh, to right, humble that stuff. Yeah. So they changed that to, um, but they changed it back even again. Yeah, no, they didn't change it back, but they they want to change it again. Man, I really didn't read much into that, but I, I read these headlines everywhere. So that's uh, apparently it's some news, and uh, um, yeah, there's these these big companies fighting each other about money, basically, and um, power. And oh, I think we can't lose with this. <laughs> it's gonna be either nothing happens or it's gonna be better. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's kind of what I, I went walked away with because I don't know, I'm not that interested. I mean, it's about Epic. I think Epic and Apple was about like where you buy your um, in-game uh, stuff mm. because yeah. So Epic wants the, the the money people spend on their games on other platforms or something like that, and mm. that's the fight. And then yeah, I think the cool stuff is that they like. Um, they have to open so much doc documents, like release documents that you can read with the... Uh, I'm sure you, you read the list of um, the indie titles they give out for free. Yes, I oh. sent that to you. By the way, oh, you did? Mm -hmm. oh, that's nice. <laughs> sure, I saw it before somewhere. <laughs> and um, I know, it's really interesting, but it doesn't really affect me. Um, by the way, Epic Store right now has NBA 2021 or, or 2K21, I don't know, some, some NBA game, basketball that is. Um, looks pretty good, looks so good that I don't think my PC can run it. But I don't know, if you're like a fan of basketball, like I am, then get it, I guess. Uh, Medicine says the problem with Apple is that in-game purchases on Apple 
need to go through the Apple Store with the cut. Ah, and this is what Epic does not want. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. Kind of our problem, right? Yeah. So I wrote down Supercell versus Gree. Mm. Oh, right. This was um, so... This was some some patent stuff. So apparently Gree patented um, that you have slots on your game thing where you can build stuff. And it's suing Supercell for their Clash of Clans stuff where you can build stuff on specific points. And they lost, uh, well, won. They won, right. So mm -hmm. Supercell has to pay money and now if you if you are making a, uh, um, a city builder game or stuff like that and you you have predetermined slots for specific buildings, you might get sued. If you, of course, if you get famous. I think they're not going to sue you before, but that's some unfortunate news. Hmm. Okay, um, then there were, were some gaming awards. Do you know really? anything about these? Mm. So the IGF and what have you. Yeah. Well, that's the news. <laughs> <sighs> I think some games won, but others didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds plausible. But hey, I watched a new show. What? You want to hear about some show? Sure. It's relatively recent, even. Mm. I don't think you'd like it, because it's animated. Ah, it's a, I see. It's comic. Uh, it's on Amazon. Oh, Vanessa has to say something. He hates patents. Yep. It just makes no sense in game. It doesn't make sense anywhere. Except the money to be had for some already rich company. That's the thing with patents. I think, yeah, I don't know. For me, patents are one of the signs that capitalism isn't working. Hmm. Is that you need to protect your intellectual property from other people who, you know, I mean, I guess the market can't decide who gets money and thus you need some kind of protection. So they started doing the patent thing and then people started patent patenting. <laughs> probably it's patenting yeah so they patented lots of stuff to sue other people <laughs> because that's how you can make money and that's what uh, capitalism um, yeah uh, is about making money damn I'm not good in, in, in real real talk today so let's get back yeah. to Invincible which is the name of the TV series uh, not TV series uh, Amazon Prime um Original. Original series based on a comic book called Invincible. Mm. Comic book series, I guess. And it's 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 pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. Um I haven't I've I've seen the comics back in the day when you could still go in, in these um houses that were called like comic shops, like physical buildings where you could look at comics and buy them. And it looked just so generic. And if you look at the the graphics, the, the visual, how it looks, 
it looks even more generic in the animated series. It's it's got a really flat shading. It looks like like every other cartoon we used to watch, like the Batman animated series. But yeah. the animated series of Batman, they had like really strong uh, color schemes that make it really iconic and nice. And they don't have that. Mm. Uh, I mean, you how how are you like uh, when it comes to uh, Avatar, the Last Airbender? Love it. The the style of the the drawings. I don't even remember how that looked anymore that well either. But I don't know. I don't I don't like like how Invincible looks. I think is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. But it it's really good. It's really really good. Each episode is forty minutes long, mm-hmm. which is incredibly unusual for like animated series. I yeah, don't think sounds I, like a lot. I don't think I've ever watched anything like that. <laughs> mm. But it gives them room like to really tell bigger stories. Yeah, and the stories they are telling are, huh? I mean, it's superheroes. I don't know if the name. Gave it away. It's comics and it's called Invincible. Uh, it's. I mean, there are so many superhero stories out there that you might think, why do we need another one? And when this, like the, the start of the episode, you, you kind of think, why, why should I watch this? <laughs> Isn't it like you have like uh, a group of superheroes called the Guardians of the Globe? They are. Basically, the Avengers, uh, not the Avengers, the Justice League. Oh. You got your Superman type, who's more like you know, Superman mesh with Wolverine called Immortal. You've got your, you've got a, uh, uh, the Martian, who's a Mars alien guy mm. who can like spread out and stuff. You've got Fish guy, who's literally a fish with legs and arms. <laughs> You've got uh, someone who can go like invisible and stuff, I think, or like in immaterial. Uh, you've got your Batman, who's called Darkwing, and ah, you've got your Flash, who's his red something. I don't know how they're all called, but yeah, they are fighting stuff, and like you've got these wacky. Um, Villains like you've got your your professors, your evil geniuses. You've got some aliens. You've got you've got even a demon and all that old gods and whatever. It really has the old comic book charm that Doom Patrol, for example, has as well, where it's really going bonkers with the creativity and the ideas, uh, but. Underneath all that is a really solid story about a young 17-year-old mm-hmm. whose father is the mightiest hero on the planet, Omni-Man, who's not part of the, the global uh, the defenders, the guardians of the globe. Uh, and uh, at 17, he gains his powers. So now he has his father... Who wants to teach him how to be a superhero, and but he's 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 really a, you know he's this very strict father, parental figure, and 
that's such a I, I love the this idea of you've got because isn't that like how you see your your father anyway like he's the strongest guy but he's really the strongest guy there and now he's trying to teach you stuff with 17 about like fighting and morals and and you kind of disagree because you're like a bit more progressive uh, but your father's still like the strongest man in the world so it's kind of kind of awkward and then you've got uh, your his mom who obviously doesn't have any powers he's, he's just a human who fell in love with the with that hero and um well i'm not gonna spoil anything um but just watch the first episode um if you can if you if you're interested in superhero stuff even a little bit if you if you don't find the, the comic stuff too hard uh it's pretty graphic i should warn you all <laughs> it's it's way graphic because that's the second interesting stuff um, because this is a world that's not DC and it's not Marvel superheroes can die and they do die and they die in graphic ways <laughs> and that makes it so much more um, intriguing and like uh, what's it spannend Exciting. Exciting. Suspenseful. Yeah, suspenseful. It's very suspenseful. And then, yeah, they are like interesting characters with their own, I guess, wants and needs. Uh, they are like in conflict and they're, yeah, and it's really intriguing. Like, there, there are intrigues and there are, there are twists. And it, it really takes this really, really boring superhero genre now and takes it in, in a new direction, similar as uh, the, the, the boys did. Um, though much more concerned, like with, I, got, I guess the boys were also very concerned with human life. Um, and yeah. Mm. Really good. Uh, I'd recommend watching it as soon as possible because I already see this I think the last episode aired just end of last month and I've seen like a couple of videos I've seen a couple of pictures and you really don't want to get spoiled if you get, can get to watch it without knowing anything about it, that's the best that's really the best and if you if you like you know superhero stories you will watch this in I think two days it took me uh, it's eight episodes, um, each 40 minutes. Season one is out. Uh, season two we'll have to wait for. And the comics, uh, I guess, are like way more advanced. Um, I've seen a couple of means who are really spoilery. Um, <sighs> just watch it. It's great. If you can... If you like superhero stories, if you if you can stomach the, the it's not it doesn't look bad. It's just I don't know. It's not it's not compelling for me. The look it doesn't give me anything. It's really flat, but it, it's it's nicely drawn. And yeah, if you can stomach some some gory comic stuff, yeah, hmm. yeah, I I really really excited. Like the first episode, you watch that, and then you're 
if you're not compelled, then you can stop. But if you are compelled, you will have yeah seven seven more episodes of really really compelling, interesting stuff. They really know their superhero source material and they twist it at the right turn to make it interesting. Even got like one one character at at, at a point who's like, why am I always like chasing bank robbers and and uh, fighting alien invasions when I could use my powers to do actual good in the world? And yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Well, to me it sounds immediately tiring. That's just another neat construction of superheroes. Yeah, I know. No. <sighs> I, guess, I guess I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> if you're like me, you'll love it. Uh, maybe gonna force you someday to watch an episode with me. <laughs> and then we'll see. We'll see if you agree or disagree. I also read already that it's devastating and everything, so it's like uh, I'm good. It's not that devastating. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, well, it's. I guess it's a bit devastating in the end. A bit very, very devastating, but in a contained way. Uh huh. Yeah. So, in the same way that Doom Patrol was the happiest show you've seen in years. <laughs> I never said that. That's not the words I used. <laughs> The best show I've seen in years, I said. And I said it, that it's fun. It's happy and upbeat. It's feel good, you know. Yeah. Well, overall, it, it kind of is. You gotta agree with that. Just takes you to a real low before you get up again. And then you feel the upbeatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's the other way around a bit more. But it's more... It, it had more like this this um, slow burn uh, stuff like The Sopranos, for example, mm. had for me. I mean, I didn't didn't watch it to the end, but it, in a similar way, I, I did feel like there's you've got the the surface superhero stuff, and it's really really this this colorful superhero stuff, like again with alien invasions and stuff, but it's it's, that's the background of the story. The foreground are the characters and the interactions and the intrigues and mysteries that you, you get uh, to see. And I was, I was quite impressed, but I, I do love that stuff, so. Hmm. Yeah. Well then, is there anything else? You haven't seen anything, did anything, played anything? Nothing you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I did play Assassin's Creed. No, you didn't even tell it last time. Yeah, but I'm also too tired to get into it now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I am tired. It's true. I've been working hard. So, I am... Yes. Over the last week, I talked myself out on the page, so I'm I'm good for now. Oh, you told me you also had some real talks, right? Or did you just, like, chat? Oh, yeah, there were also some. If you mean those, then yes, there were some yeah. talks. 
Ah, uh, yes. So, maybe next time. All right. <laughs> it is still a very good game. Uh, the one after that I also like, but I can already see how it's going to... So, your, your take Assassin's Creed Brotherhood still a good game? Uh, Assassin's Creed 2 is an excellent game. Is it, isn't it's it my, Brotherhood? Brother no, Brotherhood is the one that I'm playing now, which is oh, Assassin's yes. Creed 2.2. 2. Ah, 2.2. Yeah. Well, what's the difference? There's three Assassin's Creed 2 games, basically. It's... Wait, they are also all called Assassin's Creed 2? No. Well, they're all the same character, and Assassin's Creed 3 comes after those. <laughs> okay. So it's Assassin's Creed 2. games. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Assassin's Creed Revelations, and they're all the same character, mm. but they get progressively worse. Then the third is one of the bo most boring games that I ever played in my life. The fourth, as you know, Black Flag sucks ass, <laughs> and I have not heard good things about Unity and Rogue and stuff like that. I have heard good things about Syndicate, so I'm interested in trying that. And then the one after that is supposed to be bad again. I forget what it's called. What other? No, I think there's there's one or two in between still, but uh, I'm curious about Valhalla at least because I find the setting interesting. So many games, yeah. So many S Creed games. It's a very long running series. Many S's. Yeah, I mean, didn't that also come out in two thousand eight or something? So we are now at thirteen years of Assassin's Creed. Roughly a game every two years. <laughs> it felt like it. It's been like. I forgot how much it's it's been since The Witcher Three, but it's also been like eight years or so. Yeah, wasn't that two thousand four? So cool. I mean, also a series I haven't really played. <sighs> Time. Witcher Three, fifteen, two thousand fifteen. So six years is it old. And I'm still in the only in the second um, <laughs> area. Oh, Elder Scrolls is now ten years old. So I guess we are due for another edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually they'll make another one, I'm sure. I think they are working on a, a science fiction game now. Science fiction Elder, Elder Scrolls. What? Hmm. What? Which we'll see. What does Google say? Haha, release date years from now, as of May 10th, 2020. <laughs> So I guess Elder Scrolls 6 is still far, far away. What did they do with their time? Did they just real sold Skyrim, huh? Yeah. I mean, that was... I mean, they, they did like lots of stuff, but like buying other companies... That's and... not doing anything. That's just owning things. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> huh. ah. Do you know Immortal Phoenix Rising? Is it is game also made by the Assassin's Creed guys, but it's more children friendly and goes more in the direction of Breath of the Wilds. Immortal, Immortal Phoenix, Phoenix Rising. Rising. I've heard the name. Immortal. But I have no pick. Oh, I've got another thingy. Thing. Oh wow! Thanks, uh, Venisil, for reminding me of another thing. Which I found today, which is mm. there is um, there are two women out of Leipzig who have started a Kickstarter for their own 
role-playing board game hmm. called Journey to Enrica. 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 So Journey to E. E. Okay, I get a lot of enlightenment. I need to maybe uh, look at it. Uh, what's it called? Kickstarter. <laughs> They're on Kickstarter. Or if you watch on, look in your Discord, it's in the um, in the Leipziger Game Dev Discord. To ECR? That's something I'm getting. Hmm? Anchor? I don't know what that means. Ecria. Ecria, yeah, that's it. If you want to hit that on the on the screen, maybe, then we can... Uh, do I... Let's see. It's your decision, but... I guess, I guess we can... What? Well, let's see if it autocorrects. It does not. Stylish blue light glasses. Ooh. Excria, 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 more. Adventure board game. Okay, switch over. Yeah. Go. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah, you've got the epic. Aha! From last time. Aha! Aha! So maybe if you can go to the Kickstarter, yeah, click on that. Because I have to say the Kickstarter looks really good. I mean, if you look at the price they are asking for, for 10,000, they want all in all for their goal, which is not a lot. I think that's not enough, to be honest. Yeah, I find it suspicious when things are too little, yeah. too cheap. And that's what you get. You get like eight hero standees, rule book, player boards, crystals, dice, hero cards, treasure cards, and counter cards. And you get all that if you pledge 32 euros. Uh huh. Which is also like including shipping, not a lot. Um, and I, I, I hope, and I don't want to be like. Like putting them down, I'm sure they they did the math behind that, but I I'm afraid that this is gonna cost them money if they ship this for in the U.S. or anything. Like board games, ship that in the U.S. I think that's that's your 32 euros you, you've you've got to pay there, or maybe that it's a deal with the company they that prints it. Uh -huh. But I'm really really interested. I mean, so you can make a Whole S game for ten thousand. Well, apparently they did. They started two thousand and eighteen. Um, look at that! Look at the animations. It's just two people, just two developers. Um, they've been working. They started in the university apparently, and they liked it enough that they continued development. Like it was a project there, and yeah, you can play it uh, on. Tabletop simulator already. I'm not sure if you need to get it from them or something. Um, yeah, it, it, I know. I, I really like the the Kickstarter page. I'm not sure if this is a game for me, um, but 
I have to say that I'm impressed. I mean, even especially like just that they are like from Leipzig is is kind of I think impressive for me. <laughs> it's probably the wrong reason to be impressed, but that just two people can do that gives me hope. Maybe we'll we'll be able to do a board game ourselves at, at some point. I'd really I'd really like to do a board game at some point. That would be neat. Yeah. How does this work with like uh, tabletop RPG systems? Uh, are they like patented or something? How they work? Uh, I'm, I'm wait. Specifically, the the system for determining success uh, mm. and the story and the. You mean like the the dice system? Yeah, basically. Well, up until now, until this. Thingy. I was under the impression that you cannot patent any game design stuff. So I don't think it is able to patent it. So you can just do a D20 or whatever. Well, the thing is, I mean, wait. It's I don't think you want to. I mean, it's always interesting to have like a little bit of a difference in your role playing system. The well, thing is, I like the idea of just thinking about what a uh, role-playing system would like need and just come up with all the uh, systems and stuff. But I really, really love the vampire's uh, success stuff, uh, where you essentially have a die for every relevant um, skill point that you have, mm -hmm. and the number... Uh, and then mm. there's a difficulty mm. that is set, and you have to have a number of successes that are above that, so and they get cancelled out by ones and stuff like that. And oh. it's a very. So if I remember correctly, for mm. example, if you want to like kick in a door, you will um, get your strength value, and you've yeah. got like five points in there, so you get five dice. Mm -hmm. And then you succeed if you've got like seven or more. It's a d10. Well, so it is a d10. Or um, did, does the, the strength of the, the door de determine which value is a success and which isn't? So that, that depends, obviously, on the uh, DM, I suppose. Uh, is it called DM in mm -hmm. English? Yeah. Yeah. What is DM? Dungeon Master. Oh, that's why. Because I also have a thing, is it GM? What's, what's DM? It's what's a game master. Could, it's <laughs> the same. And GM, DM. That's, um, you can use both. I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but... But yeah, but basically, <laughs> so you want to kick in your door, you have your five strength, which already would be a lot. Yeah. Uh, because it's, yeah, five. And then, uh, you know, the person would say, okay, this door is reasonably weak, so success is at four. Hmm. And so all of your five die, everything that's above a four is a success, and everything that's a one is a malice, hmm. basically. And if you have... So it cancels out one success. Yes. And then it, the leftover successes decide how successful you were. Mm. So there's if you have just one or two successes, I think it's called a moderate excess. Then you have the a complete success, exceptional success, and phenomenal success. Mm. And But what also can happen if you have no successes but a one, that's a botch. And then it like goes horribly wrong. But of course, the more dice you have the more the less likely it becomes and i love that because it feels so fair it's uh it like it feels like it scares it scales well 
with yeah. the skills that you have and yeah. and there is a there is an amount of chance in it but one that is really yeah it's not it's not completely random mm. like as soon as you roll just one one you botched it but it's like uh, you have to have really bad luck to like have no successes but a failure and uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that system, I, and I cannot think of something that is better than that. <laughs> well, I've got a better one, but I'm not going to tell you right now. Mm. Tell all of you. Steal my idea. That's, in the, that's what I think about a lot. Like Then I think, okay, how would I do this better? But maybe, could I just take that? I think you can. You just, you just can't use all the same language. Yeah. Mm. And you, you, you might want to, I don't know. Use uh, D6 instead or something. I mean, the D10 is pretty good for that. So because you've got more room to scale the strength. But my problem with with this in general is, for example, so you're a cool hero guy, you know, strong. You've got five dice to kick in this door, and it's it's a weak door. But then you still fail and botch. I don't know that this. How can you, as a, as a, I guess the 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 DM has to to kind of salvage that or explain this. How does it make sense for your character to fail at something so simple? So at that point, if it's like it's part of the fun, though, if you're strong, <laughs> if you're strong enough, you know, uh, I'd, I'd say you don't have to roll. You, you just kick in a door. Because I don't want I don't want you to fail at that. Um, so I think uh, Shadowrun, for example, had has a has a simpler s- similar uh, system, and there it was always such such a, a danger to drive because you were all in one in one vehicle, and uh-huh. if the driver botches, <laughs> you all get really damaged or maybe even die. And it just it it doesn't you know it 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 feels so it breaks the story you know you want to tell a story like this and then he, your your strong character fails at the weak door how can you make make sense of it in in the story? I think that that's very much up. I mean that the 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 beauty of it is that it, the botch is really difficult mm. when you're that strong, but if you are in a moment that unlucky. You know, there's a way to put that in the story, right? That, yeah, your foot goes right through the door because it's that weak, but it doesn't break. It yeah. just, you have just one hole that cuts open your leg in the process. So you like completely botched it on something very sim- simple and are now bleeding. And have to <laughs> but that doesn't, you know, you can explain it in the world, but for the story it doesn't make sense, for the character it doesn't make sense. You know but why I mean? just because someone has a certain strength doesn't mean that they're always going to be performing at peak level at all times. For example, if you are like a cool character, you're intelligent and you're strong and you look at the door and you see, that's ah, pretty weak, I could, I could kick that in. And then you kick it in and you fail despite that. You, you, there's nothing you could have done better. It's just bad luck. Yes. I, don't, I don't know, it's really messes up the story i feel it it really breaks the immersion at a point where it's just like you can be like the most experienced guy and kicking in doors and you could still fail at that yeah 
but you wouldn't do it that much that I feel like it's a problem. It's more like once in a blue moon, something goes horribly wrong. Yeah, but... And like it only works if you have no successes at all. Yeah, I know. I know that. But it's just like... I'm talking more generally. Like you've got this problem you've got like in all systems where you use dice to determine the success and you're not like okay you're strong enough you don't have to roll dice because you can always fail at stuff like that and sometimes it can be like a fun failure like okay you you kick in you try to kick in the door and you you yeah your your uh, foot goes through the door and it's still closed for example but it feels just wrong for that character who who he should be experienced at stuff that he fails at such a um, inconvenient point that doesn't make sense for the story for the character you know you, you really have to work as a game and and as a game um, master. master to to integrate this in the experience so it's not like breaking the immersion but isn't that what the game is if you've got a good game master it can be fun but if you're like for example as an in other another example, uh, there was this uh, the Dark Eye game. Um, mm -hmm. you know, how was that called again? Schwarzogen. Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> the game Drakensa. Uh, uh. And there you you had like a barrel, and you could like break it by kicking it, uh -huh. and then you just fail it, and you would okay, let's try again, and then you fail again, and then you just have your character like kick, 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 kick kick now it's broken and just I mean, like that obviously sucks yeah it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't do anything for the story it it undermines the the uh, expertise your character should have oh, actually that, that is what i feel if the if the thing is too random when basically your your skills don't matter that's exactly what i do like yeah there's a chance that things go wrong like i don't know i I'm a good cook. I've cooked a hundred burgers in my life and still I completely burnt the, the buns earlier. Hmm. Yeah, I've done it a million times. It's easy, but still it happens. Sometimes you mess things up. Hmm. Uh, and as long as it doesn't happen, like literally every... I also hate that in games when there's like a weird... Um, you know, when you hit a character with your sword and it is a miss. Yeah. Miss. And then it's a miss, miss. again. Then it's a miss, miss again. Miss, yeah. It's just the start of every old school role playing game. <laughs> it's that's just annoying. Yeah. But um, I feel like there can be like a lot of, and of course, like every game is decided by how good the game master is, right? I mean, if you have a shitty game master, then even a system that doesn't include that can be like a really terrible experience. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just like always struggling with these moments and especially like when thinking about my game mechanics I always think about what's the like the the, the worst case is like because you like to optimize and it doesn't let you optimize things because it's out of your yeah, control huh? and then you can have a failure and I don't like <laughs> failure especially if my character is, is good in something yeah maybe that's the problem that I'm too too sensitive to failures that I then really, it, it really rubs me the wrong way if my door kicker can't kick that door correctly. <laughs> you should be able to do that. There should be something in the rules. I mean, what happens has to, of course, be more interesting than you just didn't manage, even though the door is just cardboard and you're a behemoth of yeah. a character. 
But uh, because it always makes me, as a player, it makes me feel like my character is stupid that he didn't think about that this door was not strong enough to hold his kicks and thus now he severed his leg and needs well, medical attention. That would be attention. super funny. I mean, that's a fun thing to react to, isn't it? Well, it's not a comedy. <laughs> it's an action movie. Says who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing, right? Because you... You you don't have a control over the pacing and like the the, f the feeling of each sequence. Like you roll your dice, and now it can be an action movie, or it can be a comedy, or a drama, or a tragedy <laughs> if you roll bad enough. Also a good point, and as it says, a good uh, GM normally allows you to go through the door without a check. Yeah. Sure. Why would you need to? Yeah, we will always look at the door before I kick it in <laughs> to judge if I'm <laughs> able to. But sometimes it still happens, and it and yeah, yeah. I like a system like the Dark Eye, for example. That you you always have three checks. Every talent has three checks, and these three checks are different attributes. And then you can look at which attribute you failed at to determine why it didn't work out. For example, if you want to kick in the door, you need um, strength. Uh, I think you probably strength, strength and dexterity. Mm. And then if you fail like the dexterity, you know, you kick at the wrong point of the door. If you <laughs> fail like the strong, you don't kick strong enough. And thus you can like, like really you have like a really detailed idea of why it failed. And it, that's kind of fun, but... Um, I know. It, that it, would be fun if you like collect all your strength, you try to kick a door, <laughs> but you slightly misjudge the angle and just stub your toe against the <laughs> against the wall. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but somehow I I think I just really love the vampire thing in general. I mm. really love their character sheets. I love yeah. how they do the nature and demeanor thing where you have it's really elegant what they do oh it's so nice yeah. i actually even use it like for character creation sometimes with the whole oh, yeah. i love that thing that you have a nature and you have a certain type of character that you are and then there's the type of character that you present yourself as mm -hmm. which can be an interesting conflict to each other basically the ones and needs are kind of coded in such a nice mm. and simple way and it's oh, it's so good <laughs> I just I would just like to take all of that and just you know, re reskin it to <laughs> something else. I think you can. <laughs> I mean, if you, um, I'm sure you don't want to sell that, right? Probably not. Then you should be fine. Yeah, it just feels like uh, ripping. Oh, but that's how it works, right? Yeah, you steal until you get to the point where inspiration strikes. You reproduce kind of what you like about that and then I think what you, like the changes come naturally and mm -hmm. then the the finished product is very different. So, yeah, who knows. Um, I mean, if I'm a GM for a pen and paper game, I let the players make their checks. If they just uh, say, I want to do X and then I think of funny ways to punish them if they fail. But if they analyze the situation, for example, the door was open, then I let them proceed. Hmm. Sure, sure. I think the, the specific reason why I'm so concerned with that problem is that I'm 
working on a system where every role has a chance to increase your skill. So mm -hmm. players will always want to roll. Thus, the chance of weird failures is, is way more often. But maybe I, I just have to give up the idea of what kind of a movie we are playing here. If it's like a, a comedy tragedy or an action movie. <laughs> because, yeah, it just varies from scene to scene. And I don't, I don't like that variance too much because for me it breaks the immersion. But maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's just my, you know, control need to control stuff that, that makes me uh, uncomfortable with that. Mm. I'm not flexible enough to go. Yeah, no, when it's too random, I, I definitely, uh, definitely super dislike that as well, because that mm. feels arbitrary. Um, but like, a, yeah, I like basically this weighted chance system. Mm. So that it's mostly according to your skill, but there's room for some interesting because I mean it would also be boring if everything just works, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. So something that feels fair because it's yeah, it is in favor of the skills that you have, but there's a small chance that something I mean it doesn't have to be a devastating failure, right? Yeah. You can just sometimes you have to try again. It's basically the the wrinkles, right? Mm. No movie. Uh, and this says one time in the game I had a player which nearly died while trying to do while break into an already open door <laughs> because they did not check the door before. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> makes sense. But the other way around, I I, uh, I love that in the movie Death Machine. You remember that one? Um, at one point, one of of the I think more or less main characters. Uh, he, they're all like fleeing and he just uh, goes through the door and just uh, goes up and really hits his head on the door frame and falls back and dies <laughs> and it kind of, it's just like out of nowhere and you know it's, it was so random but kind of yeah fun and like Interesting in, in that in that specific moment, mm -hmm. and I, I can really imagine like how he failed to go through the door. <laughs> so he died. Sorry for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think of course the difficulty would also be dynamically assigned. I assume. Like, I don't know if I would always say a door is a six to open. Yeah, if you're like excellent at opening doors, then I would probably say it's a two. And if you fail that, then you must have really bad luck. And then that's just an interesting thing that goes wrong mm. in your life. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It has to be something, an interesting thing that goes wrong in your life. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe sure it's like sometimes things go, go wrong and it's not interesting at all and it's not fun for the players. No. Mm. And that's what I like about the botch because a normal failure it just doesn't work. Mm. But if you like have like literally zero successes but an explicit failure, then you're just fucking it up so bad that it is devastatingly <laughs> a devastating mistake, basically. And that's that I, I love that it's fun. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, <laughs> don't want to fail. I don't want to just try to hotwire a car that explodes instead. <laughs> That's why I, why I play games. I don't want to fail. <laughs> fail enough in real life. I need games to 
Tyle dalej idę. Nie. Ach ja. No. Call it a day? Call it a day. Nice! Well then, thanks for watching, Wendazil. Yeah. And my wife Thank later. So. Hi. Hi. <gasps> um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, we will probably see you next time. Possibly, yep. maybe. I mean, there's uh, f preparations for festivities mm -hmm, nice. that may take precedence, but I guess we will take that, play that by ear, depending on how that turns out. Uh, it is like a chef cutting his own finger because he misjudged how much meat was left. <laughs> I feel that that, that mm. doesn't happen. Maybe that happens in real life, but it doesn't happen in movies because it it doesn't like add anything. I guess it depends. I have seen movies where people cut off their own fingers because they're talking to people and not paying attention. Yeah, me too. But where were they chefs? What was that recently? Didn't we watch something where someone was like at a family dinner cutting and suddenly a finger was off and they were like, "I just cut off my finger." It was kind of. Uh, well, it happens in the color from outer space. Oh, that's probably what I'm thinking of because yeah. I can't remember that movie, and it's about <laughs> the. It's the second time you watched it, but I still yeah. can't remember anything. But but that's probably because there's not much to remember, right? Like it's fine, but it's not like memorable or anything, is it? Um, well, I do remember. A lot more than last time, but um, <laughs> me I, too. I, don't know, I like the movie. I like it. It's not. It's not nothing too memorable, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I really like the the style of movie. Just yeah, that's certainly not a masterpiece, I guess. In any case, yes, right. we might see you next time. Uh, yes, you have a nice weekend. We will too. You have a nice stream later. Yes. At twenty hundred. And yeah. Happy Pinkston. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.